0: Welcome to After Yes. On this podcast, we interview people who have said yes to traveling to Niger to love and serve the people there. My name is Michael Thaler, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some awesome people. We will hear stories of how God uses our yes to grow us and impact those around us. We hope this podcast sheds some light on what God is doing in the country of Niger, but more importantly, that it might inspire you to say yes to your next step so you can experience what God has in store for you.
1: Welcome, Logan. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, Michael. Or I'm so used to calling you Mr. Taylor, but Michael is, uh, I guess, what I can call you now that I'm all grown up. But <laughs> it's a it's a privilege to to be here on this podcast. I'm so grateful for just even this opportunity. So thank you for having me. And this is my first time on a podcast, so I'm uh, I'm winging it, but it's it's gonna be great. <laughs> my name is Logan Haley. Um, 25 years old. I just got married this past year um, to my beautiful wife, Bethany. Um, I am a uh, second year. We're actually just finished my second year. Going to go into my third year um, at medical school at Liberty University College of Osteopathic Medicine, and I'm excited to you know be trained to become a doctor someday. And then, I guess more importantly, I'm a, a follower of of Christ. So I guess that's pretty core to who I am. I'm trying to think if there's any other key details that I left out, but that's that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, really cool, really cool. So, um, how did you actually end up going on
0: a Team the Niger?
1: Um, this was a wonderful story, and I just look back on it now, and I'm so grateful to God for how this ended up happening. But I remember I was at a Bible study, a men's Bible study at Panera, early Thursday morning, and there was a guy um, by the name Uh, Mr. Dennehy is what I called him. And he was just a a great mentor of mine at the time. And he had a a couple children of his that were going on this mission to Niger. And I was so uh, kind of in awe about hearing him talk about that. But then he said that one of his kids couldn't go. And it was kind of last minute. It was a passport thing or something like that. And the trip was two months away. So, it was about two months before this mission was about to leave and go to Niger and when I when I heard that I was like wow Niger like like West Africa that's so really amazing and um I was just excited but then he also kind of at the same moment said would you like to potentially go and I just remember feeling overwhelmed and like whoa excited but also scared it was it was a lot of emotions anxiety but also excitement at the same time and that week I think it was like the next couple of days I ended up just asking God and asking my parents too because I was still so young how this would even work and what this would look like and I remember kind of just in that time of prayer especially when I was alone um, hearing a lot of like you know just just trust me step out um, it'll be okay and step out in faith and um, I remember my parents were kind of on edge as well because it was a, a big decision and they had never had you know their son travel anywhere outside of the United States I had never traveled anywhere outside of the United States but I was very, um, I felt this pull. I, I just couldn't explain it any other way. And uh, I ended up going to that that second team meeting because you guys had already had a, a team meeting and finding out that, oh, a lot of the planning and the logistics has already been done. That's that's to be expected. But ho- hopping on so late in the game, I was just kind of like, oh, I'll check it out. I'll just go to the team meeting and see. wasn't fully committed at that point. But then I realized that kind of this was going to be a decision that I have to make very soon because the money was due, and you know we have to get some logistics worked out. But um, in praying and in, in seeing the the amount that it would require, and you know, kind of understanding that it would require fundraising, and and leaning into the calling of God, I started to just say, "Okay, like God, this is in your hands." And he was he was very gentle, leading me at first to say, "This is." how we're going to make this work, and you're going to have to trust me. So, there was a lot of uh, unknowns, but it was it was great. And so, that's kind of how it started. And there's a little story that kind of went alongside of that. When I found out that it was a little bit expensive to go, I was like, how am I going? As a 16-year-old, I don't even have a summer job. Like, it's kind of already halfway through the summer. And the Lord just kind of put it on my heart to support Raze and that He will be the provider. He'll be the, the sender. And I guess I'd never really leaned into that before or the or the body of Christ and the support that they provide. And as someone that had never really seen such a miraculous provision before, I was, I was totally clueless as to what God could do. But in the span of about 10 days after sending out some support letters, about $3,300 came in and I was like, oh my gosh, like God is good. Like he provides a way for those he calls. He doesn't just call those who are of means. He doesn't call those who have it all figured out. He calls those who he calls, and then he he equips them, and, and he'll figure out the details. Is, is what I've learned. But walking in that day to day, I still am trying to lean into. But that's something I've learned from that experience, and that was one of my first experiences of God's miraculous provision, and just uh, leaning into lots of lots of provision from the family and body of Christ. So that's how I ended up, you know, going on that trip that or that first mission. Yeah, I love that
0: story. I remember Mike Dennehy calling me. It might have been a text, but he communicated with me saying, Hey, this guy, Logan, I just uh, reached out to him and told him he should go. And you're going to love this guy. He's fired up. And so that was the first thing. And then I remember when you did sign up to go and you were sharing, This money's coming in. This is unbelievable. And uh, yeah, God's provision, his perspective on, on uh that is just, if you can jump into it, you'll experience what you experience, which is really cool. So what is it that surprised you about Niger?
1: There's a lot of things that surprised me about Niger. There's, there's so many things. I mean, zooming out even further, I mean, this was coming at a time in my life where I really was not following the Lord fully, um, not following God in a way that really reflected like true heart transformation. I was kind of doing it more out of, obligation or more of a surface level. Hey, I, I'm a Christian. I'm I'm here to, um, you know, kind of do the things that God maybe requires, but on the inside, my heart really wasn't in it. I was kind of living in sin. I was very much proud and, and stuck up. There was a lot of stubbornness in my heart, and I didn't realize all these things that as a, you know, 25-year-old now looking back when I was 15, 16, um, was very, you know, naive and mature, but also had this just simple naivety which was exactly what the Lord wanted to do is say you know as, as, as long as he could step up and say yes I mean um, I can use that and and can can work in that so so Niger specifically um, that mission really there was a lot of things that surprised me the the spiritual atmosphere there but also the warm friendliness and the culture of the people the uh, immense uh, love that we received when we were we were first welcomed as a team and I learned so much from just being in Niger, um, you know, learning from the the people that were at the Link Outreach Center and the staff, just how the, the Nigerian culture is and how it works and how much hospitality and, and love and friendliness is so integral to everything. And I really just remember thinking, oh my gosh, like this is so much physically is different around me. There is nothing familiar but everything um, in a spiritual sense was like coming home in a lot of ways. There was a lot of joy in, in the believers and the church there. There was so much depth and richness to to the amount of faith and, and, and the walks with God that I just saw um, with people there that I was challenged as a 16-year-old, as a like, whoa, I haven't seen this kind of living out for God, their faith in such a real and tangible way. And I just remember, you know, worshiping at, at local churches with, with local believers and just seeing the joy and the, the, the love and the, they were raising their hands and these young seven-year-olds crying out to God on their knees when, when that time came and just seeing how beautiful the way that the culture is. Now, most of the culture is is not Christian, but just seeing the way that there is a beautiful, beautiful church locally that is just growing. And and it, I just was, was struck by that. And so I, I was... Blown away by the culture, I was blown away by um, the love and the hospitality that we were shown, and also just I remember the smells are different, the the sights are different, the colors are different. Everything is is completely new from you know growing up in mostly you know suburban America. It is a complete change of pace, but is is so beautiful at the same at the same time. There's a different kind of beauty that you can only appreciate when you're there. So that that I think is a lot of different things that surprised me about Niger.
0: That's great. That's great. So was there a particular defining moment for you?
1: Yes, I when I think back to the whole span of of that was it ten days, I think it was, about day seven or so, there was a moment where um, after serving and 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 being alongside of of local you know people in Niger that were just giving their lives and their hearts to you know, serving the Lord and to even sometimes raising kids in orphanages and watching our team members play alongside these kids that had you know very little possessions, but had everything in the world when they had Jesus. I remember trying to process the idea that came up on our team and we were processing as a group debriefing that Jesus, there was a phrase going around, you don't know that Jesus is all you need until you see that Jesus is all you have. And coming from America, where we just kind of have stuff and, and busyness all around us, it was really a chance for us to disconnect and to really just connect with people and kind of live in a, in a much simpler way that people and connection and, um, you know, faith and God were just kind of the essence of the experience. I mean, we're just playing with kids in orphanages and doing VBS type style activities and, um, you know, doing little gospel skits and stuff like that. But also seeing the way that the orphanage directors, for example, there were like two specifically that these these people were living these lives of radical generosity, radical faith, radical um, sacrifice, and were talking with us about what their daily lives looked like. And I just remember being challenged not only by the kids that would, you know, live lives of faith and simplicity and have just this this joy and this excitement, but also these orphanage directors whose, whose lives were just being laid down, like, you know, think about Paul, like his, his life being poured out like a drink offering. That was what I was seeing, and I was not used to that kind of radical faith at all. So, I remember coming back to the Link Outreach Center and there was a a volleyball court and on this wide open sand, it was nighttime and uh, we kind of had some alone time as a team to kind of rest. And I just kind of went out to this volleyball court and just kind of looked up at the sky. There was a lot of bright stars out and kind of just kneeled down, kneeled down on the sand and asked God with like tears streaming down my face, God, I need more of you. There is something that I'm missing and I have just been not living with awareness of who you are. Um, I'm seeing these people that truly love you and deeply are transformed by you. And I know that that's not unique to Niger. Like, I know there are people like that around the world, but I'm seeing it for the first time in Niger. And I want more of you in my life. I want to surrender what I think are my plans and just give them to you. So, it was a lot of a lot of things being given over to the Lord. I just recognized that I was not enough to to live this life without Him, and just realizing that He is everything that I could ever need, and that, that was that was huge. I mean, that just opened up a whole big door for the Lord to just sweep into my life and and use it in big ways. So that that moment of just crying, being all messy on the um, sand courts, the volleyball courts. Um was a real transforming. Um, and then I think the rest of the trip was like just kind of processing that. And sh- I remember sharing a lot with, with you on that trip and just kind of being honest about what God was doing in my heart and how I just felt overwhelmed, but in the best of ways.
0: Yeah, it's so cool to see how you were, you know, before you went to Niger, the struggles you were having in your spiritual walk and then how he was maturing you. Um, during that time and then went to Niger and maturing even more. And for that moment, yeah, I remember all those conversations. Yeah. So, so cool. So cool. So how did saying yes to Niger impact the way you think about the world, your faith, or the way you live your life today?
1: That is a really good question. I love uh, thinking back and, and even just in before this podcast, thinking about almost the beginnings, the genesis in a lot of ways of living life for Jesus in a new way, I feel like Niger 2012 was a real pivot point in my life. But just seeing about how God was working all up before that, and he's always been faithful in a lot of ways to transform hearts just bit by bit. And then he uses these catalyst moments. And I think about how after coming back from Niger, that first um, you know, t- team in 2020, 2012, 2012 um, I was completely changed, Was was very passionate about, you know, how the Lord wants um, to use his people to to reach the world and to also to to show love and and hospitality and and care for people that um, maybe don't have access to to know Jesus and I remember coming back also um, feeling very shocked at the way America was living in light of how I just experienced there was a, a lot of reverse culture shock coming back um, and and feeling like how do I integrate back into American life and um, seeing such a a different way of living that was beautiful, and and in a lot of ways much much more simple and much more profound. Uh, it was hard initially. I think I struggled a lot with coming back, but but then at the same time, um, I knew that the Lord had a, a lot of work to do in you know America where I was living, and so I got plugged in with a new church. I got plugged in um, just at a youth group at that time, and just really found myself growing in discipleship, which was I think was so key because at that time, I was not used to mentorship. I wasn't used to regularly getting into the word or anything like that. So, it was a lot of learning that I felt like I was doing, soaking it all up and, and just seeing God work in my heart. And then a couple years later, just sending me off into college and 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 just reminding me who I was in Christ um, and, and kind of using that as like an anchor point that Niger was something that I could look back on and kind of like, like a... Uh, a monument an altar to the lord say this was a, a milestone in my life that he used and will continue to use and so kind of i mean that was the beginning of of a lot of like my faith journey in a lot of ways i'm um, just seeing god do a lot of things in my life and that brings me to like i guess fast forward through college there's a lot of growth through college but then after college um the lord kind of led me to do a year of ministry and uh, give back to a ministry at uh, the University of Virginia, where I was serving at Chi Alpha Campus Ministries for a year. And uh, right before that, I just remember there was a, uh, a, a point where I had to support raise again and kind of bringing it back to God's provision. There was a, about a, you know, a couple of months, a season of support raising, that I was getting ready for a whole year of doing ministry. And I just remember kind of looking back onto how he provided at Niger and a couple of different other points and seeing his faithfulness. But at that same month where I was kind of gearing up for a support raising season, there was this, you know, invitation from uh, Pastor Mitch Bennett, and he was someone who invited me on another team to Niger, and I was so excited with the concept, but then I was like, wait a second, I'm, I'm already kind of support raising for this other ministry thing, and I knew I had some money, but I really just wasn't sure that I was able to provide for another team, but I really wanted to go back, and so... There was this tug of war wrestling with god like is this your call is this not your call and long story short he ended up providing the funds yet again in lots of different miraculous ways and uh that that specific year in 2018 i ended up going back and it was just a complete new perspective that i had with so much more that the lord had done in between those years but then it was the same yet completely different six years later and seeing the amount of transformation that god had already done in niger I'm um, in the local church and just the Link Outreach Center and everything that was around me. I was so amazed, but yet the Lord had also done so much in me. So my eyes were able to see with a, a fresh, like, wow, bring me back to my first love in a lot of ways. Not that Niger is, you know, the only thing to to gain, a, you know, with love in that, but that the Lord was working clearly through each experience, each each mission in Niger. And as I was able to pour out, like the Lord was pouring into me and um, there was younger a lot of younger people, and, and you remember that team probably very well. There was a lot of younger team, uh, team members on that year. And it was cool to kind of be the older brother figure a little bit in that year. Because I remember I was the, the young one that was probably, if not the youngest, the second youngest on that team the first time. But now it was kind of cool to see a lot of younger teenagers getting excited about what God was doing in Niger. And so if there's anything that you know kind of summarizes how it impacts the way I live today, it definitely challenged my perspective it gave me a lot of appreciation for the different, not that one culture is better than another, not that one culture is, you know, superior to another, but there's just a different beauty and a different lens that you can see the world through when you're you're able to travel to another nation and so much more that you can learn that you couldn't learn in the context of, say, America or, you know, another country. And specifically because the cultures are so different, it is so much beauty that you can see because because of that contrast. So I've been loving to to think about how the way that those two missions have really just transformed the way that I see the world, I see people and and even effectively just better able to to love people where they're at and to just know that no matter where people are from or what uh, culture they they come from, what background they are, it is beautiful that, that God is the God of not just America. He's not just the God of Niger. He's not just the God of one particular people group, but he brings people together. He's the God of the whole world and even beyond. So that's that's something that kind of impacts the way I see it today. That's
0: great. It's It's been so awesome to watch your life unfold and grow over these 10 years that uh, we've been friends. And so just fabulous to watch how Niger, God used Niger to impact your life and how you've run with that. So um, at the end of each podcast, I like to give our guest a, a minute to speak a word of encouragement to our listeners. So what message would you like to leave with them today?
1: This? question. I struggled with a lot because I felt like, well, you know, what what word of encouragement would I give that would, you know, mean something to others? I I, Honestly, I'm kind of even humbled that like God had done all this in my life and I just feel so grateful and blessed that like He just uses these seemingly simple circumstances to completely radically change someone's heart because I mean, I was dead in my sin. I was just completely living for myself and was very broken and the lord just uses these catalyst moments to completely change our hearts and um niger was it was a huge milestone altar building moment at that point in my life and um looking back i'm just amazed at all that god's done and so you know the 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 theme of this podcast being after yes is so beautiful because like getting to see that the results of of saying yes in certain situations can really have a a profound impact on trajectory or where you're going And, and for me it did for sure but I think about it like, was it really truly my yes? I mean, I don't know if like, (laughs) there's a whole different thought process of like, oh, did God exactly ordain that exact moment for those things to unfold? Yes. And there was a participation that I had, yes, in saying that word yes to the the teams and to going to Niger. So, there's like this beautiful divine partnership that emerges. So, that's probably the first thing is that you can trust that God is going to lead you where you need to go and also that... You can have a part to play that your yes means something. Um, and then kind of the second part piggybacking off of that thought is that whenever I, I, I or you or whoever gets the chance to say a big yes, it's also going to be a big no. Um, there's a no on the other side of every yes. Um, and I guess for those specific instances of like the, the the fork in the road where there is a big decision, the no was... God asking me to say no to comfort and no to fear. Um, and those moments of having to trust Him, saying no to doubt um, that He could provide or that He's going to do a work. So there is a big no involved in those yeses, but it is so worth it on the other side after the yes um, to see the transformation that, that He does and and does not only in me, but in others. I think I ended up just completely, you know, uh, having a different perspective on life. And I remember writing a, a college essay just about how much it had changed my life. Um, and, you know, but uh, that, that aside the point, I, I, I think the, the main thing was just the way that I view decisions. Now, Niger was a, a key example of how, when you, when you say yes to something, the no is, is equally as powerful of a decision that the Lord can say it was, as if you say yes to this, um, you're saying no to, to something else. And, um, saying no to the fears and the doubts and, and the lies, whatever might come at you that the enemy might throw at you um, is, is significant and it's worthwhile in the end. So I guess that's all that I could think of with that. But even that it's kind of humbling and scary to say that. Cause I'm like, okay, well, what is God going to ask me to do next?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just great sharing. It's uh, he's going to ask you some cool things. I know medically you're, you're um, in school to, 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 He's going to ask you to do some great things with all of that in your career and your life and and uh, what that looks like. So I know you're contemplating a, a lot of that. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm excited for where, where his leading will, will bring with that. I mean, med school has been fun, it's sometimes been daunting, but mostly I'm just excited for where the Lord's taking me and kind of enjoy every step of the way. And um, I know that, you know, God has, has plans and purposes. I think that was a huge, and this is, you know, another point was that I, I feel like laying down that the career uh, aspirations. I had wanted to be a doctor at that point, but um, there was a lot of self-interest, a lot of self-motivation at that point and when I was a teenager. just thought it sounded cool. But when it, actually at that uh, moment in Niger where I was kind of on the sand in the volleyball, laying that down and saying, God, I don't want to be a doctor just to be a doctor. I want to, to do the schooling that you've called me to so that I can serve you and whatever that would look like, if it's in Niger, if it's in other nations, if it would be, um, you know, in America, wh- whatever that looks like help me to to live you know with this gifting this calling that you've put in my path for your purposes, not for mine and that was I feel like a seed that was planted in Niger and even though that prayer was probably very small then like I've seen how that's kind of grown into a tree of like wow the Lord could could really use those ideas and seeds that are planted in those moments. Um, so Niger was also another uh, milestone there and uh, I, I really know that he's gonna use, whatever path that I'm on and um, others are on as well. So I'm I'm just grateful for all that he's done.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. I know he's using your life to impact others. And it's just great to hear your story. Great to have you here, Logan. Thanks for being with us today. And um, and, uh, just appreciate you so much.
1: Appreciate you too. This has been such a beautiful privilege for me, and maybe I'll get to to hear your story about you know how after yes transformed you as well. You can be on one of the episodes too, because that would be amazing to to hear how all this all these uh, same ideas just transformed you. So, I like that idea. We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Logan. Thank you.
0: Sometimes God presents us with an opportunity that may just change us forever. What do you need to say yes to in your life today?